This video is sponsored by Empire Fantasy Football League, one of the world's biggest fantasy football games where millions of people play fantasy football a year. Here is a new, brand new way of getting involved with a game that brings millions of people, including myself, to fantasy football and the game that we love. Pick your fantasy team with the salary cap that you are given and throughout the season you'll compete against people worldwide and you can even track how you're doing against your friends as well. You can buy and sell players throughout the season as well um, and the price matches how they're actually doing on the field throughout that season. You can also earn money uh, to spend on your team by wagering within the season as well. And the best part of it is it's free and it's free all year. So sign up and make sure you go to www.empireff.com to start today to go and play one of the best brand new fantasy football games out there provided by Empire Fantasy Football League. Go and enjoy it and have a great rest of your NFL season. And once again, it is www.empireff.com. Hello and welcome to the Franchise Tag Podcast with me, your host, Freddie Hall. I hope you're doing all okay. We are moments, hours, just days away from the NFL starting. What an exciting season we're going to have. It's been the sort of deadline day for cutting and roster cutting today. So along with our own transfer deadline day that we have in for normal football, soccer to the Americans, I suppose, it's been happening today with people getting cut, roster cuts, some trades are happening as well. Sean Watson staying in Houston, apparently. Chris Herndon on the move to the Vikings. So much is happening. But the Franchise Tag Podcast is going to be with you every step of the way throughout the season. We are joined once again with Adam Martin and Ash as well. Ash in the NFL, the Red Gambler. They're back with me again, my co-host for the season. Andrew Manning will be joining as well on our shows. Very excited today. We are going to be doing our sort of season predictions. We've gone through like the playoff predictor, which if anyone wants to do that, if you Google playoffpredictors.com, uh, gives you a really great prediction site to go through week upon week. All of the uh, all of the games gives you info now of who's coming off the bye, what what days they're playing, home away, and everything like that, and division breakdown as well as well as the wild card and the playoff breakdowns as well. Really, really good site. I've used it many a times. I've done these sort of episodes before when I was just on my own, going through a whole episode, a week by week analysis, really, of what I thought was going to happen in the season. Done pretty well with my predictions in the past on there. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's always been over half of the game, so. Hopefully, we're going to have some pretty good predictions here today. Uh, we're going to talk about all our seasons. All three of us have predicted our seasons and who we've got finishing where. And then we're going to do our own sort of playoff run, I suppose. So, I mean, Ash, it's moments away from the NFL now. We're very soon to that Thursday night game. Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How excited are you for the NFL to kick off? I'm actually super excited. I, I just can't believe how quickly it's actually come around. The off-season just seems to have flown by. Um, but training camp and pre-season have actually been really interesting, especially for some rookies out there. Um, some key injuries, I think, across the board anyway, um, have seen kind of players already out for the season, um, which is always sad and disheartening. Um but I'm super excited for next Thursday. Um, and then the next six months of my life will be very much caffeine fueled um, mm -hmm. to try and stay up until about three, four in the morning, especially on a Sunday. And those Thursday and Monday night games as well. But, um, but yeah, I can't wait. Um, I do think that the Buccaneers will win, though, <laughs> on Thursday. <laughs> oh, well, we can all go home. Ash thinks the Buccaneers are going to win, and that's the end of it. So <laughs> we don't have to bother to, to tune in, do we? So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Adam, um, no, I, no, yeah, I think it's it's you know great that it's finally back. 
Um, and I think it's going to be great that you're going to get everyone having the full stadiums as well. You know, that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and, it, you know, it was a frustrating end to last season for me and Ash with, uh, as Packer fans. But um, hopefully they'll be able to go a little bit better this year. And, uh, yeah, it should be an exciting, exciting season, especially doing the uh, franchise tag along it. And also, you know, we've all got tickets for the London games as well. So... You know that's something that's going to be going to be fun as well. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Cannot wait for them London games either. We're all going to be there. The franchise tag podcast. Hopefully, we'll have hoodies for you both by then. But either way, we'll be there. We'll be advertising. We were there. Hopefully, we're going to be doing some cool things around the stadium. But if you just want to come say hello, have a beer with us, we're going to be there. So that'd be really great. We've got a lot of friends, a lot of friends of the podcast going. A lot of people we would probably like to meet because of the podcasting that they do and. And the work that they do. So, yeah, if you are at the Tottenham Games, you're going to be there. Let us know. We'd love to meet up. And, uh, yeah, we'll be definitely in the area all day for both games. So, yeah, we, we might as well get on to the predictions. We've got some wild ones. We've got some not-so-wild ones. Uh, we've got some crazy teams getting into the playoffs. We've got some crazy teams missing out. We've got some probably some very weird and wonderful wins and losses ratios and everything like that. And it's this year, a lot to think about, like I said, fans back in the stadium, not not that there's no COVID, but <laughs> COVID hopefully not playing as much of an impact with these games. Yes, like Ash said, there is injuries annoyingly happening already, and it's very sad for the players <laughs> that are going to be missing this year. But because of having the preseason training stuff this year, hopefully we're going to see a, 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 a less amount of injuries during the season because there were so many last year, and it just changed the dynamic for, for so many of these teams. And that's probably why some of these predictions we're going to do may be seen a bit out there because if people are only really getting into the NFL from last year or if you just think of the 2020 season unfortunately sport can be a bit of a short-term memory thing 2020 was a crazy year and it was a crazy season and it brought out a lot of crazy scenarios and things that happened so hopefully this year we'll balance back out the teams that maybe didn't do so good because of injuries because of that prep time and we'll see just really competitive football if all of us have agreed doing his predictions it is so competitive. There are so many good teams, so many good players, so many good quarterbacks and coaching stuff that the NFL is now more competitive than it is ever going to be. I, well, hopefully it will get just more, more competitive, but it is the most competitive it ever has been uh, at the moment. So, uh, Ash, we're going to start with you, with your predictions. Take us through your season, like a storybook that we all love to read. We'll look at your wildcard and playoffs as well. We may throw some criticisms. We may throw some questions in there, me and Adam. But uh, yeah, you go right ahead. Fab. So let's start with the NFC North <laughs> and my Green Bay Packers. I wonder why. I wonder why. It, like I said, <laughs> why not? Why not? But um, <laughs> yeah, no. As I said, I think earlier, it is difficult not to be biased towards your team. Um, but I do. I do have the Packers taking the division. Um, it's it's difficult not to take them as division winners. Um, I do have them going fifteen and twelve, um, and going six and zero actually for the division. I've got them kind of winning everything. Um, fifteen and twelve. My argument sure for that. One? I I, did, I didn't like to say, but I've got them two games. Yeah. Oh, and? oh yeah. I said it the wrong way around. <laughs> you, you, you said 15 oh. and 12. 
They're going to be oh, busy boys. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see, you've added 10 games there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I 15 like and 12, because Aaron Rodgers... <laughs> 15 and 2, sorry. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, though, who I got them losing to. Um, I think one of them was the Chiefs for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that's just going to be a real tough game anyway. And I have a sneaky feeling that the other one I had them losing to actually was the 49ers. Um, for the life of me, I think that's just going to bring back some bad memories for Aaron Rodgers uh, two years ago. Um, but I do think, you know, that could, could be a bit of an upset game. That is another one that we lose. Um, but otherwise, I actually quite like our season, like the Packers season. I quite like the games that we have when they're at home, when we're playing on the road and stuff as well. Um, but I think the big thing for us, um, you know, if we can win week one against the Saints, obviously that just puts, um, you know, a big old kind of mental pressure at ease and um, hopefully sets it up straight for us as well. Um, and then otherwise, I'm looking at my prediction for the NFC North, i Mm, I think I've gone a little bit skew with somewhere, but I do have the Vikings going five and 12. So they're losing a hell of a lot of games apparently. And the Lions, yeah, the Lions as well. I've got three and 14. Same with the Bears. So I'm a bit dubious about maybe what I've done there. Um, but I just honestly, like, especially looking at the Lions, I just don't know if Goff is actually going to turn up. I just really don't know. Um, it could just be a whole kind of shambles. Um, but, hey, I do like being proved wrong um, from time to time and everything. Um, just, you know, as long as the Packers do win that division, then all is good, all is golden. Um, and as long as we beat the Bears twice, then that's good as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to say, I think that um, I think it would be very surprising if the Packers didn't win the division. Um, I, I've not been quite as... Um, you know, I'm, I feel a little bit unfair on the Bears. Maybe uh, <laughs> I've I've got them at seven to nine. I've actually I've got the Vikings at five to twelve as well, um, and the Lions also at two and fifteen. So yeah, so I I, I do think I think with the Lions it's going to be very difficult to win any games there. They, they've not got many receivers available. Um, the Vikings are one of them teams. They've got some really good star players and I actually think as we said at the beginning of the episode it's it very much is that there's a lot of these games could go either way there really is that that mm. point and the Vikings are one of them teams where it could go either way um again with Chicago's I've got seven and nine but I, I could easily see them going like nine and eight no sorry seven and ten I could easily see them going nine and eight or something like that um but realistically you know, Chicago's got a new quarterback, which Justin Fields will come in. Um, Jared Goff, not great. Kirk Cousins, he's okay, but not great. Um, I would be very surprised if the Packers didn't win it if they keep fit. So, yeah. See, I've gone Packers winning it as well, but being <clears throat> not the Packer on this episode, as I'm joined <laughs> by two of them, I've got you at 12 and 5. Um, okay, yeah, so I can see I, that. I, I think 12 and 5 is a good day. I think I've got you losing to people like 49ers. Uh, yeah. I think Chiefs as well. I, I've got you winning some of them 
I've got you winning most games, really, obviously being a 12 and 5 team. But I think your defense is still not amazing. I still think there is them holes there, and there's teams going to come against who will take advantage of that. Same with the Bears and Vikings. I've both I've gotten both for eight and nine. Um, again with the Bears, I feel like I, I I think by week three, I think Dalton starts for the first three weeks, loses all three games, and I think they're against decent teams as well. I think Justin Fields then comes in. It's one of them. Just it's Justin Fields, the rocket fuel that pushes this team into that. You got to remember they got they got to the playoffs last year on a poor record. They, what, they went, what, eight and eight? And they got to the playoffs still. This defense is a lot of names on paper that didn't step up that much this year. If they step up, they went, what, they won 12 games a year before that with Mitch Trubisky under center? Because they've got people like Khalil Mack, Roquan Smith, Akeem Hicks in that middle there, Jalen Johnson on the on the boundary's corner. They've got decent players on that defense. And Justin Fields is that five, it ignites it. Then th- this team could really have a great second half of the season. Um, same with the Viking Vikings last year, were for a team for me that I thought were not going to turn up. Um, I don't think I had them winning six games last year. I think I had them winning six games. I thought they were not going to be good. But then, obviously, Justin Jefferson, incredible. Dalvin yeah. Cook has really, really taken that next gear up. It's just their defense. I don't think their defense has been sorted out. I think they've got some good players like Harrison Smith, but it's just not. It's just not what it could be. Um, and again, Kirk Cousins shaky. Lions one and sixteen. I've got them. Um, which again, apologies <laughs> to Detroit fans, the Lions fans. My problem is, I think you won four or five games a year with Matt Stafford, and Jared Goff is not Matt Stafford. You have no receivers. One receiver you had your cut, Rashad Perriman, only yesterday. You've got what Tyra Williams, Quintus Cephas, DeAndre Swift. Is, is now looking like he's going to be... I think he's got a pretty big injury, right? I think he's looking like he's got a bit of a niggling issue. Um, no, I think mm. J.K. Dobbins has got the big injury. But yeah. I think DJ... John Swift's definitely having some niggly happening to him. Um, and their defence has got nothing. I, I, don't, I don't think he has anything. They're looking at Jelani Tavai going. I thought Jelani Tavai is a pretty decent linebacker, personally. Their corners are so-so. I, I don't see any positives in this team. And I think... You're going to get a scenario like we had with the Jets and the Jags last year. They will never admit it, but they'll get to that second half of the season. And by that point, it's what? November? Will the college games happen? The college quarterbacks who look good are starting to come through. They're going to be looking at that number one pick and going, right, we're going to go get our number one quarterback, our number one guy. It's exactly what the Jets did and exactly what the Jags did last year. No one will admit it, but I think they will tank, personally. Yeah, I think... I think that we kind of know that Goff is a bit of a stopgap, though, don't we? I mean, he's like he's only going to be there for like next year. It'd be surprised, yeah. you know. Maybe he'll be there for the, the first half of the year after just to bring the new guy in. So mm. I can't imagine he'll be there uh, for much longer. When when it comes to the purely when it comes to the Packers, for me, I feel that it's a much harder schedule this year compared to what it was last year. I, I think you know. So I've got them at thirteen and four, but as of as you said. Freddie, I, you know, they've got some tough games. San Francisco is going to be an issue because uh, it always is against the run game. You've got Cleveland. Again, you know, that run game against them is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think they uh, they will struggle a bit more, but I still think they're going to have more than enough to compete against that division. Okay, so then we move into the NFC South things. Obviously, the Super Bowl winners in that division, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ash, you was vaguely talking to us about it at the start. I feel like you don't think Tampa Bay are going to be as effective this year. No, another surprising division for me, apparently with my predictions. <laughs> um, I don't know. So 
you know, I think people are out to get Tampa. Um, I think, you know, as much as he is the go, as much as he is an amazing QB, um, I think, you know, I'm I'm one of the fans. I would like to see somebody else get a ring rather than Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for, you know, a second year in a row. So I don't have them winning the division. And surprising to some, maybe, I have the Falcons taking the division 13 and 3. Um, 13 and 3. Yeah. Oh, that's only 16. I'm going to put a loss in there, column. I'll call it 13 <laughs> and 4, if you like. 13 and 4. Let's do it. This playoff predictor thing has messed me around. Let's go 13, <laughs> 13 and 4. Okay, they're still taking the division. It's all right. Um, it's been a long day for me. Um, but <laughs> um, you know what? I'm actually really excited to see them when they come to London, though. Um, I'm really excited about Carl Pitts, for example. Um, you know, I'm excited to see kind of what Matt Ryan does. Obviously, um, is it a loss that Julio Jones is no longer there anymore? I'm not 100% sure. Um, I don't think it's going to affect the Falcons as much as people think, um, in my humble opinion. Um, I think it could be a great time to see other people come through and shine 100%. Um, but in second place, I do have the Saints. Um, it's going to be fun to see what Jameis Winston does. Um, if he starts off his first game with an interception, I will die laughing. Um, <laughs> classic him. Um, but then I've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then sadly, bringing up the rear, I do have the Carolina Panthers going 6-11. and 11. Um, I think they, naturally, I do think, you know, they've got the most difficult kind of, you know, kind of games and stuff with the division anyway. Um, but yeah, Falcons to take the NFC, NFC South. You heard it here first. From Ash what, and the what, what records do the Saints and the Bucks have? So my Saints, I've gone well, twelve and five. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, mm -hmm. and I've got. Let me just add this up. Make sure I've actually done it correctly now. Yeah, so I've got the Buccaneers eleven and six. Okay, all right. So okay, I can, so I, I can. That's a bit more of a pill I can swallow in a way. Yeah, it's not going to be a complete whitewash, but I do think some of the games anyway, especially playing against their own division, I think it's going to be tough. Um, I don't think it's going to be as much of a walkover anymore, um, you know, unless a team like the Falcons do choke. That is always a massive possibility and stuff, knowing what they're like. Um, but I do think it could be a really interesting division. And, you know, I'm kind of excited about the NFC South watching them play um this year um and like i said i just think people kind of want to take down the tampa bay buccaneers really so they'll go out fighting um and kind of give it all they've got so is is your um thought process with the buccaneers is it kind of almost like uh you feel that because they've they've brought everyone back everyone's going to kind of know what they do so therefore they'll be better prepared for it you know, that is a very big possibility. I think my biggest thought process was um, that I might still be a little bit disgruntled about the NFC Championship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, could, that could have played a massive factor subconsciously. Who knows? So, um, but, you know, just, that is... angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, obviously, I think that is quite interesting. They have brought everybody back. People, you know, will they do anything differently? Are they going to bring something new out of the bag? I'm not sure. I think people, you know, are probably going to take a gamble and go in all guns blazing, knowing kind of 
what their moves are, what their plays are, um, you know. Um, so, yeah, potentially. But I just think people people want to put up a fight. Um, so I think this will be a division definitely to watch. Um, more so between the Falcons, um, the Saints and the Buccaneers, really. Um, sorry, Carolina Panthers. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be a very exciting and, a, a, you know, a tougher division anyway than the NFC North, put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think the exact opposite. <laughs> really. <laughs> um, so I think I think it'll be a really interesting division. I think it'll be really exciting to watch. I think the Falcons are going to be one of the most exciting teams to watch because they do have some really good offensive weapons on there now, especially with Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. I think with the... Mike Davis showed when he was at Carolina that he's he's decent, but he's not fantastic. So I do feel that it's going to be very pass heavy in for them. And their defense is not great. So they are going to have to throw that ball and, and attack a lot, I think. So they're going to be a really interesting team to watch, an exciting team to watch. I think the fact that they're going to be in London, that game will be a really exciting game because of that. Um, so that's a good thing but the problem is is that I always feel that it's the defenses that normally ends up meaning that you win games and you can go out and you can try and shoot out the other team but more often than not you're going to come up unstuck doing that um so I've I've only got them three and 14 uh <laughs> wow that's a, what, a, what a turnaround that is <laughs> um when it comes to the Saints, I actually think they're going to struggle a bit this year. I think without Drew Brees there, Michael Thomas is going to be gone for a while. That's a big chunk of their offence gone. Defensively, they're still still pretty good. Um, they've got some decent players there, but I think they will struggle a bit. Um, so I've got seven and ten for them. <clears throat> um, now the Panthers, I'm quite high on the Panthers. I actually think they're they're pretty decent and um, a lot will depend on Sam Darnold. But I do feel <clears throat> with, with players like Robbie Anderson now um, and DJ Moore, you've got some, and of course you've got Christian McCaffrey coming back. You know, that's the other thing you've got McCaffrey coming back. That defense is, is being drafted a lot of bringing in a lot of good young defenders there. So I think they'll do well. Um, <clears throat> so I've got them um, eight and eight for them. I think that'll probably be a good a good uh, record for them and an improvement for them. And then when it comes to the Bucks, I I understand that there is the theory of that people you know people have seen what they do, but Brady showed under this scheme that he can go and throw it around all over the place and win. And for the past twenty years. He's been dinking it and dunking it to Gronkowski or Edelman in, in New England and winning that way as well. I just I can't see anything other than a Bucks win for for this. And and to be honest, I think they're going to be incredibly difficult to stop again. Um, as much as I would like to see them not win it, because uh, like you said, Ash, you know, with the whole Green Bay thing and the fact that. You know, Brady's been winning it so many times. It would be nice to see a few other people win. Um, I, I just feel that, you know, with with that team, 
I think it's, they're going to be very difficult to stop. What record do you think the books will have? Um, so I've, I've I put it through on here. I've got them at 15 and two. I think that's probably a little bit too high for them, mm -hmm. but I, I can see them getting 13, 14 quite easily. Oh, see, so, I just think that's so high. Uh, <coughs> uh, I just, it, it's Tom Brady. It's the book yeah. it is. The their defense is so good. Their secondary so good, and it's young, and it's it's actually and then the offensive weapons. I worry about their running game. I don't. I think Ronald Jones is still not the best runner, really. But they did get... bring in Joe Bernard, though, didn't they? I mean, I see yeah. when Mixon's been out, he's looked decent. I think he's a good one to have back, and you've got Fournette there as well. So that you know, it's not. They've it's got not options. That They've got yeah. lots of options. They do exactly like Patriots did when he was with Brady. They they yeah. move the ball around so much to all these different players, all these different options. They're still so positive. I think you're right, though, Ash. I do think they've got a target on their back. And I think they, because of how much they have kept the team together and the synergy, one, one perception is, well, th th then they can be read easily. But another perception is that that synergy is not what all these teams are other teams have where these players stick together for a long time and have that winning mentality. Um, I've got them winning division 14 and three as well. Uh, I, I, again, I, I think that is a little high. I think it might actually be more like 12. I, there was games last year at Tampa lost. And do you remember when Tom Brady, they lost like two on the trot and Tom Brady went ballistic at the team and yeah. then turned it all around. I think something like that could happen again very easily. Um, 12 wins would be I, 14 and 3 I've got but 10 and 7 for the Panthers last year my sleeper team to get to the playoffs was the Arizona Cardinals I really really liked the Arizona Cardinals I still like the Arizona Cardinals the Panthers were my sleeper team to get to the playoffs this year I have them at 10 and 7 I think that Teddy Bridgewater is an adequate quarterback and they've improved on that with bringing Sam Darnold in, who is more mobile. They're going to have Christian McCaffrey for a full year. Their wide receivers options are really good. I think this defense last year for me was the was the get them out there, get experience year. And this year is going to be the right. You've got your experience now. Let's step it up again. You have got people like Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. Oh, there's so many good players for that team. I mean. Um, JC Horn obviously is there now. That's going to be a, a great upgrade at corner. They've just got so many dynamic defensive players. I, I really like the look of them, and they're, they're, they're my sleeper team, so to speak, this year. The Saints, I have going eight and eight. It, I, eight wins is because their defense is really good. Eight losses is because James Winston it, it, he can he can play he can play, but there's no wide receivers outside of Michael Thomas. No doubt over six weeks, Alvin Kamara is a stud. We can't deny that he will win them some games. Now, they've lost a few names on the defence, but it, it's one of them where they've played a long time together. Sean Payton knows how to run that defence. They've kept their, some of their key guys, Marshawn Lattimore, Cameron Jordan on the line. They don't tend to have loads of injuries from what I remember, like in, in the, the defence anyway. It tends to be one that sticks together. Um, but I, I, again, losing Drew Brees, losing Michael Thomas, you stood receiver. There's not much outside of that. But James Winston's decent. If if they go more than eight wins, up to maybe 10, 11, it's all Sean Payton in my mind. It is just the fact that he's been there for so long and has that culture within New Orleans. Um, and then I have the Falcons going five and 12. Again, 
offense, I think, is going to be so fun to watch. I think I agree with both of you in the fact, in the fact that Carl Pitts, Calvin Ridley, um, they've got the other wide receiver. I can't remember the life of me now. He's just um, Russell Gage. Russell Gage, I think, could really break out. Mike Davis, I think, gets bad rep. I think he looked really, really good when he was at Carolina. I yeah, think, he, he did. Really he he looked all right. He looked um, a good second running back. I just, yeah. outside of Grady Jarrett, who is there? I don't, there's no one for me in that defense. And teams have won and have gone very far on just having a very high powered offense. They got to the Super Bowl doing that. Um, and, in a way, I can understand, Ash, with your scoreline, with, with it being a bit higher than Ryan Adams, I suppose, that is their offense that good that they can just outscore people? And they might be able to do that. Teams have got to Super Bowls. They did. Other teams have did and got to the playoffs by just doing that. They could be very capable of doing that. It's just, is it sustainable? Um, Matt Ryan is a very experienced quarterback. Quarterback. I just I don't know if it's a sustainable or not over there in in uh, Atlanta. Um, let's move on to the NFC East. I think this is going to be a very interesting one for three of us. This could either be very very similar or very out in the air. Uh, Ash, who's winning the division for you? Right. So the NFC East. Let me just get it up. So I am a huge Washington fan. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. I have them taking the division. Um, I'm so excited to see them play. Big fan um, of um, Fitzmagic. Very excited to see him play. And I think he's just got a great team around him. Um, fab. So, yeah, so I've got them taking the division. Um, I do have them going 13 and 4. And I have them going 6 and 0 on the entire division as well. I think they're just going to, like, have an absolute stormer of a season. Um Second up, I've got the Cowboys um, going eight and eight. Oh, going eight and eight, which is interesting for me. And I've got them going four and two. No, eight and eight, eight and nine. And I've got them going four and two on the division as well. And then I've got the Phillies, Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I've got them going 11, um, 11 and six. 11 and six, Philadelphia. Six and 11. Guys, oh, very okay. Very six, six and 11. Four, okay, six that's 11. fine. That's all right. Oh, that's okay. And then I've got the Giants bringing up the rear with, um, I don't know if it's a sad thing, three and 14. Well, well, mean, it's, good. it's a good thing Andrew isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> me, he'd be livid, livid. I know. What's, what's your reasoning for that? Um, so I think with Dak Prescott coming back, I think it could be really exciting. I think I'm going to give him definitely another year and really maybe kind of like another year for the Cowboys as well to maybe like prove themselves. I think on paper, they've got such good players, um, but seeing what they were like last year, um, you know, they always got so far and then they just lost right at the last hurdle. Um, you know, you can have great quality players and everything, but if the team doesn't kind of come together, if something just doesn't click, um, you know, that's how you lose games and stuff. It could all be very different, though, with fans coming back. I do think that played a massive kind of part maybe um, with this whole division, I think, last year. Um, but I'm quite happy with the Cowboys coming second in the division still. Um, I don't think they're going to win. I really do think um, Washington are going to take it. Um when I was doing the games, actually, I had Philly winning a couple of 
crazy games, which is actually why I've got them taking six games, to be honest. Um, they're a team I'm not 100% sure what they're going to be like this year. Um, I'm a bit 50-50 on them. Um, I think, for example, most of their home games, I think they're going to try and win. Um, but their road games, having a look at kind of, you know, week by week when I was doing this predict uh, predictions and everything, um, I do think they're going to have a real big, tough time. Um, so then obviously with the Giants and stuff as well, um, it was kind of a similar thought process with the Eagles. I just think they've got a really tough schedule, um, to be honest. Um, and it could well be, you know, some good tough games and everything um it could be really close scoring but when push comes to shove um i just didn't have them winning when the whistle blows at the end so when i did my betting video for this mm. i i tipped up the dallas cowboys just purely because i i think that although i think defense is probably the thing that makes you win the most. I do feel like you have to have a, a competent offence as well. And Dallas have got an extremely good offence. Um, and I I feel that, um, I do kind of feel that Dan Quinn is going to help that defence out a bit more as well. So I've actually got the Cowboys still winning it. I got a lot of uh, a lot of stick from Andrew for picking the Cowboys because of mm -hmm. Dak Prescott's arm. Um but even even with that injury, I, I still feel that it, it's not going to take that much against certain teams to win these games. I, I think that I think that their offense as a whole is a is very strong. Um my worry with Washington, I really like Washington. I, I agree. I think they're a, a really good team. Great young defense. Um, when it comes to Fitzpatrick, I've, I've seen it too many times. He he goes on a run and wins three or four games, and then goes on a run and loses three or four games. And because of that, it, it just makes you feel like they're not going to be able to sustain it over the whole season. Um, the only the only thing they do have in their favor is that because that defence is so good, they might not have to score that many points in order to win games. But, um, yeah, so I've got Dallas 12-5, and five, Washington 10-7, and because I do think that um, Washington will do well. Mm -hmm. uh, and then after that, I've got the Giants. So I've got them at 5-12. and 12. I think they're going to really struggle this year. Uh, we don't know if Barkley's going to be 100% fit. Their defense is decent. I think it's it's okay. It's not bad, but it's not as good as Washington. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I can't, you know, you, you've got it's it's weird. You kind of got all these star receivers that you know Kenny Golladay has turned up, but he does pick up injuries. Evan Ingram has been injured all the time. Um, who else have they got? Sterling Shepard who keeps on getting concussions all the time, you know, with Barkley as well. There's something there that for whatever reason, it's just not clicking. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Daniel Jones at quarterback. And, you know, he's unfortunately, he just doesn't seem to be the guy. Um, you know, hopefully he can stay on his feet this season. That'd be nice, I suppose. But, you know, um, and then after that, you've got the Eagles, who I've got at three and fourteen, and and they're another team who I just feel that 
you don't quite know what they are at the moment. They don't really know what what they want to be, and it's like they have got a Jay- huge identity crisis. Yeah, huge yeah, exactly. Crisis. I mean, Jalen Hurts is kind of this small rushing quarterback kind of guy, and then they bring in Gardner Minshew, and it's just kind of a little bit like I get that they need a number two, um, but it just kind of feels a little bit like not not quite right and then you look at the wide receivers and there's not a lot there um a couple of them are younger but they had injuries last year and things like that um so yeah i I just i feel like with with the eagles and the giants i feel like they're kind of well probably more so with the eagles that they're in a big rebuild but i feel like the giants are kind of in need they've got these good players they just need to bring in a decent quarterback, I think, is what the Giants need to do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, for me, I think Dallas, I think will, it's it's kind of the boring pick to win it, but I think that they will probably, probably outscore them. I think this division is won by the best young front seven in right, yeah. NFL football. Washington is, I, I, you've literally echoed my thoughts as you were talking. I was in my thought. My next point is going to be that Fitzmagic may lose some of these games, but I don't think Fitzmagic has ever played in this a defense that is this good that can almost protect him. Um, because yeah. he will intercept the ball, he will do their big throws, but he's got Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Logan Thomas, who can definitely go up and get them big throws. And but and it's not like the corners in this league in this division are incredible. Yes, James Bradbury, Adoree Jackson. Um, outside of that, it's not really loads of good corners in this division at the minute. Um, I've got them eleven and six, uh, which may be a bit high, but I I just think this defense is so good, and I think we forget how good Ron Rivera is as a coach. I think he's such a good coach. Um, the Cowboys, I've got them at eight and nine, and the Giants at seven and ten. That could easily switch around for me. Um, again, with Cowboys, I think it's all high power offense. Again, a lot of names on paper. Can it be effective? Yeah, I think it could, but Zeke's not really hit the mark like he did in them last the first few years. CD Lamb looks amazing, Mara Cooper looks amazing, don't get me wrong. But if Dak's injury lingers, I, I just don't know with his arm. And I, mm. I'm not I'm not convinced on this defense. I'm just not convinced at all. I, I love the Micah Parsons pick. I love him with Leighton Van Der Esch. I love the Keanu Neal matchup in there as well. I just don't see much outside of that. I'm not really, I, I'm not totally convinced on Dan Quinn being DC there. I'm not really convinced of Mike McCarthy. Um, obviously, you guys will be vaguely fond of Mike McCarthy, not entirely fond, but you know, <laughs> he, he won you a Super Bowl, but he also got him, you know, got into a lot of rookies with Aaron Rodgers. So you, you guys have your opinions on him, but. I'm not convinced of him at Dallas. Um, and now I've got the Eagles at 4-13. and 13. Again, it's an identity crisis. What are they? Who are they? I don't know what they want. What do they want going for? I don't understand really what's going on there. There's, they've not re- they've not decided who their quarterback's going to be, it feels like. They, they are not bought into Jalen Hurts. They're bringing Gardner Minshew. They've got Devontae Smith and outside of that, no one proven. Okay, I can totally accept that Jalen Rager could take a step up. I can, I'm absolutely fine with that. I look on their defense. Fletcher Cox is your biggest name, and he's also what 32. It's all old. It's everything's old on that defense, and and it's not, it's not good old. It's just, it's a lot of you know a lot of cap situation there yeah. with guys that are highly paid and they're not very good anymore. <laughs> I just don't. 
it's not the fighting Philly spirit that it was a few years ago. Um, I, 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 it feels like a franchise that even the fans are like, what are we, who are we, what are we? Like, you know, Philly, it, like you said, Ash, it, with the fans being back the same, it, I think it does matter a lot for this division because it is a really Philadelphia passionate football town, New York passionate football town, mm-hmm. Dallas passionate football town, Washington, okay, not known for being a huge passionate town, football town, but are definitely more behind it now with the name change. And I feel also with them being a, a bit more of a better team, really, they are definitely behind it. Have obviously a steep, this division is as books, books and books of history. And yeah. it doesn't deserve to be this division that is like an afterthought. And it is still an afterthought. Unfortunately, everyone still feels that way about the NFC East or the NFC East, whatever you want to call it. This division deserves to have four really strong teams, but I could argue all four of the teams have something missing, but Philly for me are the one that's missing most because I just don't think they know what they are at the moment. Um, right, let's move. Sorry, no, go on, Adam, if you were about to say something. Do you, do you not think that having the fans in can also be a bad thing? Uh, it, definitely. I for think, that division. I think Philly could turn yeah. very quickly. On oh, I think New York Jalen could Hurts. as well. New York could turn yeah. very quickly on Joe Judge and, and Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I think the Dallas fans could turn very easily on Mark McCarthy. I, I, just not I'm, I'm just not sure about that division at all um yeah. and we'll finish off with i i think the most competitive division in football the nfc west um ash won't you give us your breakdown Fab. so this is the division that i'm actually very happy with my predictions with mm-hmm. again though i think it's going to be really tight um to be honest with you i do have the seahawks taking this division um, I've got them going um, 14 and three. I'm a big DK Metcalf fan. Um, I have him all over my fantasy. I think he's going to just tear a new one this season. Massive fan of Tyler Lockett. Um, Russell Wilson, you know, like he loves them. And, you know, he's kind of said that he's adamant he wants to stay and everything as well. Um, I think the Seahawks could be a little bit of... Um, maybe kind of like an interesting winner that nobody kind of maybe really expected maybe for this division this year. Um, I was a little bit let down with them last year, to be honest with you. Um, but I do think that they're really good this year. Um, next up, I've got the LA Rams going 12 and five. Um, Matt Stafford, you know, could be a really nice change of scenery from Detroit all the way down to LA. It's going to be a question of how quickly he's definitely gelled and stuff with his teammates. Um, I think we're going to kind of get a feel of that, especially within the first couple of weeks always. Um, But in terms of the team, I mean, he's just got it absolutely stacked. Um, I'm really like Cooper Cup as well. Um, But I mean, obviously their defense, the LA Rams defense, um, it's just, it's great. Um, Like you said, Adam earlier, I do think, you know, having a great defense, uh, what's that quote, you know, defenses wins championships. Um, I think there's really big certain elements of that. I don't think it's a hundred percent accurate, uh, but I do think you need a good defense to kind of get you, especially through the playoffs to the Super Bowl. And the Rams, I think definitely have that defense um, there. And then next up, I've got the little Arizona Cardinals. Um, I've got them 11 and six. 
So I think it's going to be a question of what Kyla Murray can bring to the team this year as QB. Um, but again, I think their team is just incredibly interesting. Um, I'm really excited to kind of see um, what JJ Watt kind of brings to the team as well. Um, not only is he easy on the eye, but I think he's a you know incredibly good player. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be excited to see what he does there. Um, and then bringing up the rear. I do have the 49ers going 10 and 7. So, I mean, really, all of them, they're quite high, um, quite high numbers, actually, to be honest. But it's such um, a strong division. I can't argue with that. That's such a strong yeah. division. I've actually just like taken it back and just been like, that's quite high, actually. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the 49ers, I think 10 and 7. Um, they're gonna be an interesting team. Um, obviously, I, I do do we know is Jimmy G the starting QB? Um pretty much, I think. Yeah. So I think obviously, you know, again, depending on how he does, what the situation is there. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, he leads a great kind of offense and stuff as well. George Kittle is back too. Um, again, coming back off quite a big injury that was, um, you know, season ending for him last year. So that'll be interesting to see how he does as well. But from what I've seen um, at um, kind of training camp and preseason with him and even at that tight end university that he ran as well he just looks like he's on fire um so I'll be really interested to see that um and then also um I'm a I am a kind of a big fan of Raheem Moster their running back I do have him in my fantasy lineups as well mm-hmm. I think he could have a really interesting potentially breakthrough career and stuff this season um so I mean who knows but yeah like you said I think this this division, anyway, I think it's completely stacked, really competitive. Um, you know, I've got them kind of all winning a lot of games, um, so it is quite high. But yeah, so Seahawks to win and 49ers bringing up the rear. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said before, I think this is definitely the division where potentially any of them could win it. it they, they have the ability to do that. However, I, I do think that you're going to see a, a slight um, sort of difference between the, the two te- uh, the four teams even. Uh, I've got the LA Rams winning it. I, I think that the defence is great, you know, really strong defence. Um, I think Matt Stafford is going to make the difference for them. Um, it was a bit of a blow that Cam Akers got injured. I think he was going to have a really good season. Uh, but you've you've got you've got you know Daryl Henderson's a good running back. They've brought in Sony Michelle. It wouldn't be shocking if they brought in another veteran maybe as well for that. They're all in on this, and I think that they'll probably take the division for it. Um, I've got them at fourteen and three. I, I think they'll do very well. They they showed last year by getting to the playoffs that they're a good team, and I think they'll continue to do that. Uh, for me, I've got the 49ers next at twelve and five. I think the 49ers, they they struggled a lot with injuries last year. They're not going to, it's going to be incredibly unlucky to have that sort of season again. Um, and you've got to remember that the year before that, they got to the Super Bowl. So, you know, this is a, a really strong team. Kyle Shanahan's great coach. I would be very surprised if they didn't end up in the playoffs. But I think the Rams over the course of the season might just have a bit more uh, and then when it comes with the other two, Seattle and Arizona, I feel that there's a few more question marks over them. Uh, Seattle, you had all the trouble with Russell Wilson during the summer where he didn't seem particularly happy. Uh, offensively, 
like Ash said, I think are great. I think, you know, you've got two really good wide receivers in Lockett and uh, Metcalf there. And I think that you'll probably find that they'll do really, really well if, with that. But defensively, they are not what they used to be. And, you know, the whole Legion of Boom years have well and truly left them now. And I think that's going to be enough for them to struggle. And then with the Cardinals, it's a weird one. These are all kind of like new players that have come in. You kind of feel like whether they're going to all interact with each other okay, whether that's going to work. Um, and also, they've kind of brought in a lot of older players as well. You know, people like AJ Green, JJ Watt. Yeah, they are still, you know, they're good players, but they're not at the peak of their performance anymore. And it feels a little bit like a bit of a strange one for them. And I'm not... It felt, it felt like they were very much going for young and developing. Well, that's how it felt like every... before. And then yeah. it's almost it's almost like because it, it kind of felt like the Rams brought in Stafford and they panicked and they went, oh God, we've got to compete. So they just went mental in free agency and caught, brought, brought in these older names and... I don't know. It kind of feels a little bit of a strange one. And I think because of that, they they might find they might struggle a little bit more compared to the other teams. Mm. Um, I think I've got the Seahawks at eight and nine and the Cardinals at seven and ten. I, I just feel that they're not quite going to match the heights of the other other two. But um, yeah, I think the Rams this year, I think they're all in, they're all in aren't they? And I, I think you're probably find that they'll they'll go quite far i am going to agree with ash i think seattle win this division it has been no secret on this podcast other podcasts any podcast that i absolutely love russell wilson he is like <laughs> what my my favorite player in the nfl outside of a steelers player i love him i think anytime he's under the helm whether it be sad or unhappy the seattle seahawks are competitive and it might be a case in some of them games where it will be outscoring because I agree. I don't think their defense is 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 the Legion of Boom type of defense, but I think it's it's decent. I don't think it's bad. I think when you've got people like Jamal Adams um in there, all right, losing uh Griffin on the cornerback uh depth chart is is a bit tough. Um they it, it's it's still got a shaky O line. I am not sure. I have gone 12 at five. I think that is a bit bloated, maybe, but I do think they'll win the division. Um but it would be really close between them and the Rams. Um, I've got them at 10 and seven, but the Rams, the only reason I have Rams not winning it is I don't, is their run game is, but I don't think Dara Henson will do that. Good, is, is a good enough running back for them to do what they want to do best. Like their offense, though is very active and fun and different. Do you remember when they went to Super Bowl, it was Todd Gurley panning the rock and then these great throws go ahead. Uh, thank you. Um, can, <laughs> can I just say, do you not think that the reason that the run game was like it was, was because of the fact that they had Jared Goff at quarterback and not Matthew well, Stafford? Well, yes and no. Because they could. It depends what sort of offense they want to run. If they're going to now go throw-centric, which they will with Stafford, they definitely will then they're going to rely on that. What I'm saying is I don't, I don't think you can rely on one thing or the other. I think you've got to have an absolute perfect mix and yeah. they won't have the perfect mix. Now, Matt Stafford has gone from winning games, breaking records and amazing stats in Detroit with an awful team his whole career. 
He's going to the best defense he's ever played with and probably the best offense outside of Calvin Johnson years having him that he's ever going to have. That's for me outside of having a good running back. If they brought a great running back in where Cam Akers was still healthy, I think it's a very good offense. I just don't. I think you need that right dynamic. And I don't think they'll have it, unfortunately, with Cam Akers not being there. Um, 49ers, I've got a 10 and 7. I think, again, it's a short-term memory thing. I think everyone thinks because they're rubbish last year, because of all their injuries, they're not the team they were. That defense is stacked. It is so good. Um, I think even if Jimmy G loses the first three games and Trey Lance comes in, I actually think one player does this every year that people were like, I'm not sure about Trey Lance at number three. He might, he, he's not as good as he should be there. Some people loved it. I think Trey Lance might light up. I think there's always one of them players that is is, is not expected to do as good or maybe it just gets thrust upon. Them. I think Justin Fields is another one of them players that could just light it up really easily. I, I just think, I just have this really good feeling about Trey Lance with Kyle Shanahan and in that offense because they've got some really good running backs. Raheem Mostash, like you said, Trey Sermon. They've got some great offensive weapons. Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, even James. Um, I, I keep thinking Reese James, but he's the football player. Um, uh, James, I can't. Richie James, that's the one. Um, all of them are really good. They've got a great running dynamic. He can run as well. I think he's raw, and I think that could be really good for the 49ers. I think that's what Carl Shanham really relishes, is someone he can mold for himself. And the Cardinals, I've got a 7 and 10. I wanted to buy into more. Like I wanted to them go 10 wins. I actually was really happy when you said that, because that's what I'd want them to get is 10 wins. Because I really yeah. still do believe in that team. I really love players like Buda Baker, uh, Kyler Murray. Um, I love some of their, all their players they have. But again, I agree with Adam in the fact of they're bringing these age guys in. They seem to panic a bit. And things like Chandler Jones saying that he wanted to get traded out. I feel like there's some disgruntlement there. I feel like there's some things going in that office maybe that we don't know about. And I don't think... I, I, our O-line is still not great. I, I don't think they've taken the step up yet from last year. From last year to this year, there's nothing in my mind that goes, yeah, that's a lot better. Zayvon Collins maybe could be that answer at the middle linebacker. That could be a fantastic pick in the end, for all we know. Um, and they've still got great players like DeAndre Hopkins... Um, and uh, yeah, Kyler Murray, the running game is a bit of a mess with James Connor and uh, Kenyon Drake. I still don't think they've decided that yet. They'll still rely on Kyler Murray to run the ball, probably. I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd like to give them more, but I don't think they've taken that next jump yet. I just don't. I can't see the next jump for them. Um, so with that in mind, we have, what, seven teams going through. My seven teams would be number one, the Buccaneers. Number two, the Packers. Number three, the Seahawks. Number four, Washington. Number five, the Rams. Number six, the Panthers. Number seven, the 49ers. So I have I have three teams coming out of the NFC West, which I think will happen. I, I'm Panthers are like my wild one that's gone in there because there's always a team that gets into the playoffs. But no one thinks it's going to get there. They're my team to go there this year. Um, yeah, I, I can. I think outside of. The Panthers dropping out, maybe the Vikings or Bears jumping in, maybe the Saints jumping in, maybe the Cowboys mm. jumping in. I, I, I think I'm, I'm very confident with that. Ash, how are you feeling about yours? How's yours going? So I don't like the order, mm. apart from Green Bay going in first, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not happy with the order. Maybe my numbers are in, but I actually do like my teams that are going through to the playoffs. So I've got the Packers. Um, I've got the Seahawks, the Rams. 
Um, I've got the Buccaneers and the Falcons going through and then Washington. And then I've also got the Cardinals going through, um, which I think, oh, my God, it could happen. Who knows? Um, they could just be the absolute underdog, um, you know, that nobody kind of expected, nobody saw coming. Um, but, yeah, but otherwise, though, um, I'm quite happy with that. Um I don't like no other team really kind of screams out at me that, you know, they're going to make them an absolute run for it. Um, but who knows? I do like being proved wrong. You know, I'm always kind of rooting for an underdog team. I was rooting for the Jets at the back end of last season because I just wanted them to win a couple of games uh, rather than going the whole season without anything. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are my teams going through to the playoffs. Uh, so my numbers have gone all a bit funny, uh, <laughs> but what I what I will say is I for the seven teams this isn't in any particular order because like I say the numbers have gone weird. But um, I, I think you're probably going to be looking at the Rams, 49ers, the Seahawks, the Bucks, the Cowboys, the football team, and the Packers is my seven. Mm. Um, the one the one team I would you know I am quite high on the Panthers and I do think they have the potential but I, I don't quite think they'll get there um the Bears are another one who I, I do feel potentially could could get there I don't think the Saints will I, I just think with that quarterback situation I think it's it's a bit murky still even picking Winston I think it's still a bit murky and I, I don't quite know how that's going to go um I, yeah, I mean, I think when it comes to it, you're going to be looking at the Bucks and probably the Rams or the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, I have to say. Um, mm. I'm the pessimistic Green Bay fan. Ash is the optimistic one over there. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I... I don't know. I suppose it, it, it kind of depends how it all works out. But I yeah, I think the Bucks and the Rams are the two strongest teams in the NFC this year. A lot of stock going into the Rams there for Madden. Well, that's our predictions for the NFC side of things. We'll be having another episode with the AFC side of things coming out very soon where we'll then match up, marry up all the wildcard games into our Super Bowl as well. Thank you very much for watching. Really appreciate your support. We're going to be here all season. Um, let us know what you think of our predictions. Comment below when we put it out on social media. Tell us if they're rubbish. Tell us if they're good. We're not bothered. We just want the interaction. These are predictions. They're for fun. Everyone's a different. So, you know, some people love it. Some people will hate it. But just remember, it is all in good fun. And we'll be bringing out more episodes very soon. So until then, have a great week and get very, very, very hyped up for the start of the NFL season. <laughs> <laughs>